Hello, everyone. How you doing? Uh, this is Ralph Tapia here with Network Funding. Uh, as some of you guys may know, I do these. I started doing these like webcast, Facebook Live kind of podcast style things every couple of weeks, just kind of showcase different stories from people that I'm connected with. And you know, everyone kind of has a unique story, and, and kind of being locked in our houses, so to speak, or just kind of you know social distancing, social distancing, if you will. Uh, just from doing that, kind of got me thinking. Like, you know what? I've had this idea for a very long time to kind of start this podcast or webcast kind of series and telling people's unique stories. I have a unique story myself. I, you know, uh, changed careers at a very late age at 35 years old. And throughout that journey, I've actually uh, come across several different people who have done the exact same thing. And so with that said, today's guest is Mr. Chase Johnson. He's with Goosehead Insurance and um, I'll go ahead and bring him on board right now. Hey, Chase, what's going on, bud? Hey, man, thanks for having me. Yeah, dude, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy, busy day uh, to kind of hang out with your boys since everyone's uh, social distancing as we speak. Um, so uh, with that said, kind of give us a little uh, introduction of yourself. Yeah, guys, uh, my name's Chase Johnson. I run the Goosehead Insurance office on uh, Yale Street here, 802 Yale. Um, I've been in this industry for a little, like, coming up on five years, actually. Uh, so gosh, time flies. I didn't even really think about that before. I have a background in sales right out of college. I went to A&M and then after that moved up to Dallas for a few years. And, um, you know, that was 2008 market crash. It was a really difficult time to start out in a sales position in Dallas. Um, so ultimately I transitioned to oil and gas into that for about five years. And that's what brought me back to Houston, uh, which is, this is where I'm originally from. Um, and then, you know, obviously that was great for a while when the economy's great, oil and gas is great. I know a lot of people right now understand that and, and uh, I'm not trying to make light of that, of course, but that was part of the reason why I wanted to get out of the oil and gas industry is I wanted to really take over, you know, get control of my financial situation. And, and, um, I felt like if I bet on myself, I would have, uh, more earning potential in the future and, and, and really achieve the goals I wanted to financially. So I made the leap to Goosehead Insurance, my a uh, really good friend bought a franchise. My other very good friend was the first employee and I got to watch them from afar for, uh, I think it was about six to eight months. And it just really uh, resonated with me, their business model, the philosophy. Insurance always has a negative stigma to it. And um, rightfully so, there's a lot of bad agents out there that, that don't do a very good job. And I thought we could bring some quality to that um, and bring some customer service to that, that a lot of people don't do. And it's worked out very well. And we're really taking off right now. We're off and running, um, and looking to grow our business. So that's, that's kind of it in a nutshell. Um, so just happy to kind of dive into all this stuff, man. Yeah, dude, I appreciate it. And that's kind of why I wanted to, to bring you on, right. And just kind of chat with you. I've had uh, Chris Andall, which is my branch manager on a couple of weeks ago. Prior to that, I had another, uh, referral partner, you know, realtor, that I work with. And, you know, everyone has this unique story of how they got to where they're at. And, uh, you know, what really made me realize just the impact, because whenever you're in that corporate America kind of grind, you know, you're at your desk, you know, you know by seven o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning for other people, and you leave at five o'clock on the dot, you know, you kind of, you kind of just get funneled into this mundane, which is, there's nothing wrong with it, but you just kind of get in this, in this cycle of just every day, Monday through Friday, you just have your, your blinders on and you, and you go to work. And uh, I was the same way. And then when I got into, you know, when I finally decided to hang up my oil and gas boots um, and kind of go into something for myself, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I really didn't. Uh, I took about a year off of work. I traveled a little bit and I kind of wanted to do 
something I was good at. I, I didn't, and I still don't know what I'm good at. You know, part, part of doing this whole podcast thing, this is the things that I've been doing, you know, for the past called three years now. And I kind of figured out, okay, you know what? I want to, I want to do things that I enjoy doing. And you know, mortgages is one piece of it, right? But then from the mortgage piece, I'm like, okay, now that I'm in this type of career that is 100% commission, you know, that's cool and all, but you got to, you know, you got to put food on the table. You obviously have a baby along, along the way with that. What can I do of the things that I'm good at? So tell me a little bit about, because I mean, I've, I've met you, so I guess we'll take a, a step back. So I met Chase uh, about four or five years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, I remember the happy hour. I don't remember the bar. Uh, I know where it was at exactly. We were at the drinkery in Midtown. Midtown. I know it was in Midtown. I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah, so drinkery. Yeah. And so it's it's funny story with Chase because you know, as I just mentioned, like you know, when you get into this industry, you start meeting people that have these unique stories, right? So I, I meet Chase, and <laughs> we start talking. And I'm like, the whole time I'm looking at this guy, I'm like, God, what do I know this guy from? You know, he look he just looks familiar. He had a familiar face. And as we start to talk, and uh, it turns out I know his mom and his dad, which is crazy, which in San Antonio, which is even crazier. Yep. Um, and ever since then, we've kind of been a, you know, well acquainted and become friends, I would say. And we've golfed together and hung out together outside of work and, and all that good stuff. I'd like and, to think I'm your friend, Ralph. <laughs> of course, man, of course. When you have a beer with, when you have a beer with somebody more than once, y'all are friends, you know. Oh, yeah. and, and dude, we've had some hilarious conversations. And yeah. I these conversations with a lot of my other friends, you know, and people that I'm also uh, acquainted with in the business realm, and we have all these good times. And it's like, you know what, like, let's broadcast some stories a little bit. So, I mean, I know a little bit about your history. So, I mean, kind of keeping it kind of short, I mean, what, how did you, what made you pick insurance? I mean, of all things. Yeah, that's, you know, I would have never picked this, you know, I wanted to be a, a NBA basketball player, of course, from five <laughs> kids, so that wasn't happening. Uh, I want to step back. One thing you said, and, and I think it aligning your, you know, your life with, you know, your career path and doing some of that stuff, you got to play to your strengths. And with that being said, you know, if, if you thrive in structure, if going to work at seven and leaving at five suits your personality type, do it right. Play to your strengths. And I think you and I, Ralph, like to freelance a little more. We're not so much, uh, we're not going to thrive in that structured environment. Can we survive? Yes. And I think I did better than survive, but was it, was it playing to my ultimate strength? No, right. it was not. And I've, I've, I've really honed in on that a lot lately with through some, you know, listening to guys like, you know, take example, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willing. It's a great book. You know, and mm -hmm. it talks about taking ownership of things, but but playing your strength. Jordan Peterson has a book, 12 Rules for Life. There's a lot of great life lessons in these books that really start to make you think that, um, for one, it, it helps you understand yourself better. Be honest with yourself. What are you good at? What do you struggle with? Because there's a lot of people and there's a lot of BS out there about you can be anything you want to be. That's, I'm going to say, I was going to say another word, but that's BS. All right. Oh, dude, fucking cuts, man. <laughs> It's horseshit is what I was going to say. It's not true. Play to your strength. You can work on your weaknesses, no doubt. If you want to improve in an area, do it. But in the meantime, play to your strength. I actually had this conversation with my younger brother about that. He's very analytical, a lot different yeah. than me personality-wise. He was trying to do the sales thing, and I don't think it was a great personality fit for him. And now he's in an engineering role. He loves his job. He's doing very well, and he's playing to his strength. So you got to stay in your lane, play to your strength, 
That doesn't mean you can't work on something else and develop a strength out of a weakness, right? right? But but don't dive in and act like, and you listen to these people in the educational world that are just doing people disservices about, you can be anything you want to be. Well, if you don't have the, the ability mentally to do it, you're right. wasting your time and you're lying to yourself, right? So right. being honest with yourself was first and foremost, I think the most important thing, right? The second thing, getting into insurance, wow, man, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I never thought about it. You know, to be honest with you, my agent was is now my boss uh, for the longest time, and I, you know, I could have got in the goosehead thing, you know, ten years ago. I, they were all there. All my right. buddies were working over there. I didn't, you know, I didn't know. Uh, I just was like, yeah, here's my money. You know, pay for the insurance policy, whatever. I trust you. And uh, ultimately, what what led down this path was the the frustration with the the economic situation, being in oil and gas, mm. wanting to find a, a more lucrative opportunity. And again, you know, betting on myself, sales was my strong point. And I wanted to do that. What's up? So what, what year was that? What, like, when did you, uh, did you get laid off or what, what, what happened? No, I never got laid off. Um, okay. There was certainly a lot of people around me getting laid off. Um, I almost volunteered to let, be let go so I could do this job. I almost wanted to kind of get a severance and then just leave, you know, like to save somebody else's job. But I was right. also refinancing my home at the time. So there was all these employment, you know, verification issues. So ultimately, yeah. I just made a clean switch once that was done, and uh, you know went over full time with Goosehead. Um, but how how was that transition? Because I mean, if I remember correctly, y'all y'all are one hundred percent commission, right? So it's kind of like eat what you kill kind of thing. Well, I was, and my colleague was. We we offer a base. We have a lot more benefits and plans. We were just new. We were a brand new agency. We didn't right, have that right. kind of financial backing. We're we're run very conservatively from a financial perspective. We have the ability to um you know to offer you know a base salary and, and different comp structures now that we didn't have it yeah i was commission only i was i was that's how we met man i mean every marketing I, I event it was you or tori or you tori and chris i mean we were seeing each other every single place yeah like, we, we gotta you know we gotta do some business together man i mean gosh we, we all so, have the same mentality so tell me man because i know i have some of my individual struggles i mean like when i when i went uh, to this you know to this role where it's 100 percent commission uh there's a lot of challenges that people don't think about when, when they do that and one of my challenges was it was i mean i took to it pretty quickly but it was when you're in that corporate environment and you have that that steady paycheck every every two weeks it's cool and you and you, you kind of can get a little complacent i'm not saying people do but people can and maybe I was one of them. I, I'm still trying to figure that part out myself. They they do. It's not that yeah. they they may. They do. People do. Frankly, yeah. Right. I mean, and it's it's weird even saying that out loud because I, I mean, you being this type of role where again we mention 100% commission all the times. It's there's a lot. There's a there's a mental fortitude you need uh, to power through some of those uh, struggles because it, it's not easy. And especially what how were you whenever you uh, started over again? Uh, I would, I made the change. Well, when I was full time, right. I was 29 or 30. I think it was, yeah, I was so, 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. So call it 30 years old, right? 30 years old, you know, hundred percent commission, probably making shit. Right. Uh, I mean, I was, was not a good first year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It never is. It never is a good first year. I, mean, I was 35 making shit. I, I think my first year in mortgages, I made, I made more money my first year out of college uh, like 12 or 15 years prior. Right. So here I am 35 years old, you know, single at the time. Right. And I'm like trying to you know, date, you know, making less money than people coming out of school. It, it was very 
hard and just mentally, mentally it's hard because you feel like, oh my God, I'm 35 years old. Or maybe in your case, oh my God, I'm 30 years old. Like I should, I should be doing this much more. And it, it kind of drives you a little bit, I would assume, right? Yeah, I think that there's this undertone in our society right now, both politically and just societal, that is this idea that we're supposed to need help from others, right? These, these Whether it's a government program or these bailouts or some of this stuff, it's this idea that we should be dependent on that. And people aren't taking personal responsibility for themselves mm -hmm. and their situation. Um, look, I am far from perfect. I have every struggle that everybody else does, the, the mental grind, uh, the, the fortitude it takes to get up every day to go in here and do this is not easy. That's why it's not for everybody. That's why I'm saying you got to play to your strengths. But if that is something that interests you or you're into, you can do it. You know, it's just a matter of setting your mind to something, setting goals. That's probably the most important thing. Goal setting, set goals, attainable goals, maybe even, uh, you know, goals that are a little bit out of reach, right? That whole aim small, miss small mentality, Right. Uh, good little Patriot movie reference there, but, um, aim small, miss small, uh, meaning that you set this really high audacious goal. And if you miss it by a little bit, you still had an incredible year. Right. Right. And right. so, um, you know, for me having that personal responsibility, having that challenge in front of me, uh, really resonated with me. And I think that you learn a lot about yourself in moments like that. And I found out that, um, I really feel like in, 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 in this may come across as arrogant. I'm certainly not trying to be, but um, I feel like I thrive in pressure situations, or at least yeah. I'm able to handle it maybe better than most and not all the time, right? I'm, again, I'm not perfect, um, but that's something that really resonates. So commission only, bought a house in the Heights, a little bit higher price point than, you know, maybe I should have gone with. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure there to make some money quick. And that yeah. first year was gosh, I was eating ramen, man. I was, it was, it was bad. You know, it was, uh, it was a tough year, but the beauty of it is, is I doubled my income year two and whatever yeah. I made in oil and gas, I surpassed in year two. So it was worth it. I put my head down and I yeah. got to meet guys like you and your team and, and great business partners like that, that have really helped my success along the way. And we couldn't do it without guys like you, you know, you got to have a good team of people that are on the same page, both I think personally and professionally, in terms of uh, you know helping each other grow their businesses. Oh, dude, I couldn't agree more, man. It's funny because like before before I kind of got into the working for yourself kind of career, uh, you know, I would you know you see those stupid YouTube videos and people like if you you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it, it takes fortitude. Perseverance. <laughs> and it's like oh god, shut up, right? But it's funny how uh, as I've grown in this career now, now this is my the start of my fifth year into this career, uh, I actually. And like I actually every now and again, probably once a month, maybe twice a month, I'll actually go into, you know, into the YouTube and listen to those motivational talks or, or, you know, like even like Tony Robbins, I used to fucking hate Tony Robbins. Banana uh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Banana hands Robbins. Yeah. Right. Um, but like, even then, man, like even now and again, now that I, you know, I, cause I do, I do listen to him, you know, I listen to some of the stuff he puts out on YouTube and I'm like, actually, it kind of makes sense. You know, it all, it all comes back to you and like uh, what you're doing wrong. I was like, Oh, you don't, you know, you're not satisfied with your numbers. Well, guess what? Have you looked at yourself lately? And you're like, Oh shit. Yeah, you're right. You know, I'm Dude, not making my phone calls or whatever it may be. hundred percent. I mean, this is, again, it goes back to kind of what's being preached in society right now. Nobody turns the mirror on themselves. Everybody, right. everybody projects and blame shifts everything else. Right. 
Right. No, your situation is a result of your actions, your efforts, and no one's no one's there's people saying it, but they don't get broadcasted. They're not getting highlighted. Dan Crenshaw's got a book coming out called Fortitude, literally about this. I can't wait to read it. I'm I'm looking forward to grabbing it. It might be out already. I need to go grab it. Um, but but that's the kind of stuff these guys are talking about. Dan Crenshaw's a SEAL, Jocko Willenick's a Navy SEAL. Right. These guys inherently kind of you know are already wired that way, but there's a lot of truth in what these guys are saying. And they've built that mentality over hard work and years and years and years of not just hard work, but coming up against an obstacle and persevering and continuing to do that time in and time out. And that stuff, as I've gotten into this business and, and our business is starting to mature, my professional approach, I feel like is maturing. It was very immature at first. You're very selfish as a mm -hmm. salesperson because, I, you know, I got to pay for this house, right? I'm going to gobble everything up. And now we're getting to a point where we've got some producers. We're helping them grow, really right. facilitating uh, success, not just for myself, but for everybody. And, and I think that's the key to success. You look at somebody like your boss, Chris Sandoff. Um, he's a great example. Took a step back from day-to-day -day sales, but mm. is in a full support role with you guys to help you guys out. Look at the team and the month y'all just had. I mean, it's amazing, right? And you know, kudos to Chris for that level of support and the way he operates. And kudos to everybody in y'all's team for stepping up and really taking on those additional roles. You know, that's what we're trying to do here. We, we've lagged behind you guys a little bit in terms of growth, and we're certainly trying to catch up. Um, but that that's great, man, is, is, you know, creating a job for somebody. That's hard, right? That's really yeah. hard. Creating a job that sticks, that's hard. But when you start doing it and you start seeing the success of that, man, that's a great and rewarding feeling, man, when you're really affecting somebody else's life positively. It's almost addicting too. It's funny because like Chris, right? You just mentioned Chris and I had, a, I had him on two weeks ago. I'm trying to do this thing like every two weeks because um, I feel like every week is too much and once a month is too little. So I feel like every two weeks is good. Yeah. But, like, you know, he went from like a day-to-day -day doing what I do, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. let, me, let me, instead of broadcast to the world, let me broadcast to this group of people. Like, let me serve, you know, let me pick, you know, hire people that are key individuals that will have, plenty of growth ahead of them. And I'm, I'm going to apply this sales mentality to them or this customer service mentality to them. And dude, it, it's, it's weird how to just kind of see how that actually does work. Um, it's, it's so weird. It's, it's very cool to see how, how leaders lead and bosses dictate kind of thing. And I've never felt like Chris has ever been a dictator. Like in my corporate America career, when I was, I was in corporate America for 12 ish, 13 years, I always had a boss that really didn't give shit. You know, I had several bosses and, you know, they were, oh yeah, just do that or uh, hang out with the traders more or whatever. You know, it, was, it wasn't like, let me try to help develop you to get open, you know, to, to help you with your path, so to speak. And this has done a phenomenal job. And, I mean, yeah. I, I'm able to follow him. Follow him, follow the guy, call him. If you need mentorship, shit, he might be for hire. I don't know. Give him a call and check. I bounce, I bounce stuff off Chris all the time. I, I, I do uh, value his input for sure. And um, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, um, that's something that's been, you know, I naturally am a bossy person. It's just my personality. You know, I'm just I'm type A, intense. No, I don't resonate with everybody. Not everybody likes, right. you know, being my friend or, or wants to be my friend. That's fine. You know, I'm, I've been watching Last Dance and Michael Jordan. He didn't give a damn. You know, he's the best in the world. So, but look, yeah. I, I, I don't want to be, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to do that deliberately, but I'm just trying to be me. Right. right. And if that rubs somebody the wrong way, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I, you know, I wish it wasn't that way. But most people, uh, I think I can find some common ground and work with and, and work on. And, and 
uh, you know, you, you hit on a really important subject is being a leader and not being a boss. And that's leading by example, spending the time, um, you know, quality time with people, you know, that is so important. And when you hire somebody just to get them ramped up and to be successful, that's so hard, man. It really is. And I've got two young guys that are just quality guys. Dude. These guys mm -hmm. are doing very well. They ask questions. They're engaged. They, they really want to be good at this job. And when you start seeing them get better and better and, and you're helping them along the way, and then now all of a sudden there's this culture in our office where it's like everybody's willing to help everybody and pick up the slack. And we're starting to get to a point where that culture is being created. Mm -hmm. Man, it's exciting. I'm having the most fun in this job I've had ever so far. That's good, and, that's good man. And, and we're really just now taking off. I think the sky's the limit where we can have, you know, 20, 30 agents here. We've got four and we really want to get, you know, to a point where there's a lot more here. So let me ask you this. We'll, we'll take a step back for a sec. Um, so going back to when you decided to make that career change, right? Uh, the career change to insurance. Uh, tell me, tell me what was going through your mind? Were you just like, oh, there could be a lot of money involved. I'm gonna fucking, go, I'm gonna go this route. Or were you like, did you, were you contemplating even switching careers? Like, tell me what prompted the whole like, because this this part I don't know about you. Right? I don't know this at all. Like, what prompted that 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 want for change? Uh, so when I first got into oil and gas, I was ecstatic. I went from making like $45,000 a year base commission in my job first out of college. And I was in a sales role for an electrical wholesale company. So we sell lighting fixture packages, uh, you know, big electrical panels for commercial sites, wiring, all the electrical components within a building. Um, we would sell, sell that stuff. Right. Real quick. And, what, what's, what's your degree? Would you get did, and, you and, right? industri industrial distribution at um, Texas A&M? Okay, okay, so cool. it's kind of a sales, you know, logistics, uh, distributor, profitability um, uh, background in degree okay, plan. Cool. So that was my first job out of college. And, um, you know, the timing wasn't great. Obviously, the market fell. There wasn't a lot of jobs there. Um, so that's, you know, that, that's what got me down to oil and gas is one of my one of my best friends was working for the company I worked for, which is Technique. And he got me an interview. And so I came down. I, I felt like I was wildly underqualified and he was like no nah, that's just not the case man just give me your resume and he uh he got me in front of the right people i interviewed i got the job i was hired i came in i got like an instant thirty thousand dollar boost in my salary which i thought <laughs> dude yeah say no more i'm you know i'm coming and that's a lot of uh, money I mean, to go from x to thirty thousand more that's yeah that's i was you know forever i'm 25 26 years old right now so that was you know to me a big deal and it's look don't want to scoff it that's a lot of money yeah, uh, for yeah. a lot of people. Right. So I, I jumped on board. I came down here, not really knowing what I was going to be doing. And I dove headfirst into that one. And, you know, the funny thing is about these oil and gas companies is when you walk into there on your floor, you got every soda on earth you want. You got every candy that you want. You've got coffees, cappuccinos, mm -hmm. you go out to steak dinners all the time. You get lunches paid for everything's just great. That's what I walked into. The yeah. oil and gas was just booming, man. I'm like, what, All age? Right. what age was 26 that? years old. At 25, that's that's good living for a 26 year old. And I'm like, this is awesome. Well, market crashes, price of oil crashes, all of that stuff goes away. That's 2015? That's when was that? Yes. <laughs> uh, a little bit before that, right? Like 13, 14, somewhere in there, somewhere <laughs> in that time frame. And that stuff is the first thing that goes. Boom. All of that stuff's gone. 
Yeah. I made a I made a really healthy portion of my income going offshore and executing projects that we were working on. And when you're offshore, you make a lot of money doing that. You know, you get you know, a certain amount per day plus your salary. You're not spending money. You're on a boat in the middle of the ocean, right? So right, doing right. Stuff. So what are you spending your money on? Internet's slow out there. You can't get online and buy stuff. <laughs> um, so you sock away all this money and come back and get a fat paycheck. That's what allowed me to buy my house. Uh, so that was all nice. Well, there was no jobs. There was no offshore time. So I was literally making my base salary, which was a lot less than I was pulling in annually before that. Right. That's what got the, the gears grinding, right? Okay. That's what kind of had me thinking, wow, this is completely out of my control. Then they started laying people off, right? Ah. All around me, my colleagues, friends, people I've known for a while, they're getting laid off. People that have got uh, actually uh, recently a, a client of mine who's a friend of mine as well that I worked with at Technique had been there for like 12, 13 years, just got let go, you know? So, um, you know, it, it's very real. And I was like, man, I do not want to get myself in a situation where I'm pigeonholed in and I'm stuck here. And then, you know, you get let go and then you hang out for a couple of years, you collect unemployment, then, oh, well, and gas is hiring again. You go back and then it happens exactly. again. Like, man, yeah. I don't, I don't want to do this stuff. And that's what triggered the conversations. And coincidentally, like I said, the timing was right. My boss, Matt, was buying the franchise and it was kind of you know, taken off and I was inquiring about it. But the one conversation, there's one distinct conversation I had with a colleague in oil and gas that just pushed me over the top. And it had to do with income potential and earnings. And, okay. the con and this, this goes again to playing to your strengths and what's important to you. Yeah. His conversation to me when he found out, because I had to keep it hush-hush. I was doing it part-time when I was at the oil and gas company. And you really learn who your friends are there too, because there's a couple of people there that uh, threw me under the bus. And uh, <laughs> oh, I don't remind me, I'll come back to that. Yeah. yeah I got thrown under the bus on uh, by one person there and it really frustrated me. And um, anyways, long story short, I'm past all that, whatever. Um, but long story short, I had, it was a separate individual I'm having a conversation with about compensation. And his whole pitch to me was that you know, there may be a higher ceiling earning wise at, at insurance, but oil and gas has a higher floor. And I thought to myself, really? That's why you think about this? That you're 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 basing your income projection in your life on the higher floor? I'm trying to hit the ceiling, but I'm trying to punch through the ceiling and make as much money as I can. And, and that was his argument. It just really resonated with me that that's the typical engineering mindset is you know, there's, they, they like the structure. And again, I'm not knocking. My mother has made a great living in oil and gas for a long time. You know, my mom, you work for the same company a long time. I've been, a, I've been, I've been, a, I've been a beneficiary of that. Right. Um, no doubt about it. And um, I'm not knocking it. It's just not for me. And that's right. the key distinction. And that conversation specifically uh, set me over the top. Yeah, man. So tell me some of the struggles that, because uh, you know, we all have our struggles. I know Chris. Uh, whenever struggles? What do you mean, man? Yeah. Well, even like, <laughs> like whenever we're all having or whenever we go to your house and hang out, and watch the baseball game, whatever, like that. Uh, Chris will bring it up quite a bit. Like, oh man, I remember this. You know, we used to give all our leftovers. <laughs> you know, after we go out to eat, and it was 100% true. Like, dude, I was a baller on a budget. Right? I was like, okay. You know, my first year, you know, in, in the mortgage business, I, like I said, I made like 30. 1000 or something like that. And so my money was tight. You know, I downgraded my, you know, I'm, I'm renting right now and my goal is to buy a house even this year. Um, but at the time, right when I was about to buy a house is when I, I, I got laid off slash pushed out kind of thing. So all that money I would have put on it towards the house, the down payment, I, I thank God I didn't buy a house. You know, I kept it you know, with me and I used it to kind of use for marketing and 
and all that stuff for the first two, three years. Right. And so, but that first year, that first year, man, I downgraded apartments and I was living cheap. I was living off of, like you mentioned, raw, you know, like you're a lot of ramen. And it's so true that people fucking eat ramen uh, when yeah. you're, because it's like, hey, man, it's filling and you can you can dress up ramen like no business. Uh, I even still do that to this day, dude. Like <laughs> I put peas and carrots in my ramen. <laughs> I cut it out, man. I was like, nah, no more ramen for me, man. But uh, I, no, you know, I, I get it, man. I, I, I get it. It's uh, it's necessary sometimes, man. I think I took a $40,000 hit uh, going from oil and gas to here. Um, and that's without the offshore time factored in, man. I mean, it was a pretty substantial hit. And I was Man, I was sweating bullets there for a while. So, so tell me, uh, so like, did you? Because you're, you're, you're. I've known you for a bit, and you're. I mean, you're, you're a self starter. You're a self starter. You're, you know, you're very witty, very quick with everything. Tell me, like, when you know, whenever you kind of got into that, you know, into that new world, the new career, if you will. Like, did you find yourself kind of like? Did you? It's like you always have to get in your, you get out of your own head, right? Because it's very easy to be negative up here. Very easy to kind of go on that down. Oh road. yeah directory so like tell me some of the things that like that you did for yourself that kind of dug out of that hole and say fuck, like, what the fuck am i doing like i need to go this route versus the other route like any any anything in particular besides like maybe reading uh, books or i mean any any change of habit uh, tell me a little bit about that well it doesn't show right now but i think exercising is uh, really <laughs> important you know what i mean but i'm trying to get that going again uh, uh i think you know having a you know exercising and sweating and kind of getting that out of your system is really important. And, and cause you know, I'm, uh, I'm the type of personality that I take work home with me and I I'm thinking about it, I'm grinding mm -hmm. on it. So the things that really made a difference to me was when I started prioritizing getting good sleep, uh, you know, exhausting my mind mentally and exhausting my body physically to allow mm -hmm. me to get better sleep, um, to natural sleep, you know, not, not aided sleep. Like, you know, I, I'll take a melatonin every now and then, but gosh, I'm, I'm groggy every time I, I come up on that stuff. It takes me, you know, a few hours to kind of get my head right. Um, so that good natural sleep was always very important. And I think that was something that really helped out. You know, Ralph, I'm pretty lucky. I didn't have a tremendously difficult time getting ramped up here. And mainly because my boss is one of the more successful agents that Goosehead's ever had. That's why he's an executive now. Um, so I always had him in my ear. I always had him to lean on and I'm fortunate in that regard because not a lot of people do. So I try to, you know, new goosehead agents or existing goosehead agents that are in and maybe having some struggles. I love to, you know, help out and, and, um, and have that conversation to hopefully, you know, help them avoid a mistake that I made that they could avoid because, you know, you're, you're sharing that knowledge with them. Right. So, um, I, I am pretty lucky, but I think regiment, you know, exhausting yourself, having balance a little bit maybe is, is where I'm getting at. Having a balanced approach. Now, I say that with a grain of salt because we're in sales. So balance is kind of, you know, I'm not talking work-life balance, right? We're, we're in sales. We're trying to make money. Right. percent work all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, but you do need to step away. Like when you do step away from something, like for instance, right now, my phone's upside down, right? It's over here. I'm not even looking at that right? The tendency for us is to like always be connected, right? And, uh, you know, let me, let me get this real quick. And one thing I've learned that's really helped me out is you're never going to be more efficient than when you give something your undivided attention, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're, you send me a, an opportunity, you send me one of your borrows that needs some insurance contact, I'm going to get that done quickest, most efficiently, and probably most accurately if I put blinders on and I focus and give 100% attention, I don't answer emails. I don't right. answer my phone. It right. doesn't matter. It's so what we got voicemail. We got text. We got all kinds of things to help us navigate that stuff. You get 
blinders on, you get laser focus, you knock it out, and then you move on to the next one. You're going to get more accomplished in a day doing that than doing anything else. I like it, man. I like it. Yeah, one of the biggest things that I did um, was really I kind of changed my friend group, you know, in a weird way. I hate to even yeah. say that loud, but you kind of have to. I mean, I, there's a few people that, uh, you know, were very negative. Just, you know, you start realizing, you start taking a step back and you start realizing how negative some people are. And you're like, you know what? Like, I don't know if I want that in my life because I'm, I'm like, my fucking life is hard, is, is hard enough as it is trying to fucking start all over again. You know, making, you know, just try and then and amidst all this career change, I, I you know I had a baby, you know, so and having negative people in my life was just that was probably the biggest change I made was just say like, my circle of five to seven people, and you know you hear you hear it all the time. You hear Tony Robbins and all these fucking people say like, oh, you're the average of the five people you hang out with. I used to think I was bullshit, but not anymore. I actually kind of I, I 100% agree with that now, you know, because as you start cutting people out of your life, you're like wait a second. Oh, my mindset's a little bit different now. You know, even some family members. I hate to say, it, man, I hate to say it, but I'm saying it. You know, it's like, okay, this aunt, eh, a little too negative for me. Let me go ahead and pull it back, and uh, maybe I don't hang out with her as much anymore. Or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, we all we all have choices on where we can spend our time, and yeah. I think we all have preferred places we'd like to spend our time, and places we definitely don't want to. And some of those are obligations. Some of it's fun. I'm 100 yeah. percent engaged in that conversation right now professionally and personally. Mm -hmm. um, this, you know, it's, it's really good segue there because I wanted to touch on this as well, which is where do we allocate our time as, as commission only people? Where do we spend our time? It's very important. And yeah. this, this whole COVID-19 quarantine, social distancing mm -hmm. stuff has really allowed, from my perspective, at least it's given me an opportunity to understand who my real business partners are. Who are my guys? Mm -hmm. Who are my people? Not guys. Who are my people? Right. Yeah. Um, and 2020, you can't say guys anymore. It's true. My <laughs> people. And, uh, and, and I've, I've identified a lot of them and I'm very thankful for those people. And I'm going to give those people my undivided attention and, and hundred percent of my efforts and whatever it is that's important to them. The people that aren't online or the people that aren't, you know, good business partners that's right. starting to come to light. And I'm going to have some conversations with those people to try to get them on board, right? I think professionally speaking, that's the right thing to do. But if they're not on board, if they're not aligned, if it's not mutually beneficial, which is what we're all trying to be a part of, right? right. A mutually beneficial relationship here, we got to cut ties, you know? And uh, I don't want to do it, you know, negatively. There's, there's, you know, nothing personal. That's just right. the reality of it. But then on the personal side, you know, unfortunately, some family gets brought in that equation. And uh, I think there's some people in my family that think that I'm a little bit uh, maybe too rude or um, that I don't care about them that much. Probably a little too direct for them, I would say. Yeah. Um, but what I think they don't understand is that I'm around and I, I'm fortunate enough to have access to people that are super positive. I'm mm -hmm. not naturally that way. I can be very pessimistic. And so it's really important for me to align myself with people that are overly Chris is guy. I love Chris Sandall to death because if you're feeling bad, give Chris <laughs> a call. I kid you not the guy I've never seen him not smile. I swear. Yeah. And yeah, so like, like he naturally is that way. I'm naturally the other way. So he's always somebody that helps me get back realigned and being around people that think positively that want to help that are genuine in that regard is extremely important. And I'm doing a bit of thinning on that side too, personally and professionally. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's weird. Uh, this whole COVID thing is, I, you know, I think that if, if any positive comes out of this COVID thing, you know, hopefully it'll change the way people think about how they live, right? Because I feel like, and you touched on it earlier, you know, just a bit ago. I know, I know we got to start wrapping up a little bit, so I'll make it short. Um, but, you know, the whole personal responsibility thing, you know, where it's like, I think a lot of people live just a little bit beyond their means, you know, where they maybe have one month savings or something like that, you know. And I get sometimes people can't save that much because of income or children or whatever. But if this is not an eye opener, to like, oh shit, maybe I should not go on five vacations a year. Maybe I should only go on three, you know, and save that, save that money for a rainy day. You know, I think that's, if anything comes out of COVID, it makes you realign your life, realign who you're aligning yourself with, realign your finances, realign anything that's going to be, it's going to put you on that direction that you're trying to get to, then then great. I mean, economy shit aside, right? Obviously I think the economy is going to kind of suffer, I think for a bit, um, Good point. Great, great point you just made there. So uh, I know you got to get running, dude. So um, a little closing remarks. Uh, I'll let you take it away. Um, give a little. Uh, if you, are you guys hiring? You said you maybe you, maybe you guys are hiring. Or tell people where they can find you if they need insurance. Where, where could they find you? Yeah. So if you're, you know, look, we work with uh, network funding a lot. They send us a lot of their first time home buyers or their home buyers in general. Um, you know, any sort of refinance stuff. We have a lot of connections in the mortgage community that, that help us out. That's a, that's a big part of our bread and butter. Um, but we're not exclusively working with just with people. Everybody has insurance. If you drive a car, you own a home or you own any sort of property, you likely have insurance on it. I'd love to help out or pressure test your rates or, or just do a, a comb through and make sure that you're not, you know, leaving some money on the table or exposed in a couple of areas with maybe a gap in coverage. Um, if you're interested in that, my email address is below. It's chase.johnson at goosehead.com, or you can call my direct office line, 713-714-3750. Now to uh, talk about the hiring aspect of this, um, one thing that we've been able to do is kind of allocate more time to training our new guys. And our two newest hires are ramping up very nicely. And our financial situation, our office is very strong at the moment in terms of we, we manage ourselves uh, financially, uh, conservatively, right? We want to make sure that we're not overextending. Um, and we're really primed to start adding more agents to our agency. And we've started to prove that we can get these guys in, coach them up and start making them real money. And if that interests you, if you're looking to start building wealth or take ownership of your financial situation, I think this is a really good opportunity to start with. We have flexible compensation packages. We can offer healthcare now to our employees and, um, you know, I would love to talk to you. Please send me your resumes, chase.johnson at goosehead.com. And uh, we'll connect and see if it makes sense from there. Chase, man, I appreciate your time. I really do. Like I said, I've been, I've been thinking about doing something like this for a very, very, very long time. And so I, you know, amidst all this COVID, you know, shelter in place or work from home, whatever we call it, you know, it kind of prompted me to say, you know what, there's, I think now's the time to kind of start telling people stories. Cause I think a lot of people are going to be mm-hmm. right now especially in oil and gas, you know, with crude oil hanging around in the mid twenties for, you know, six months now, mm-hmm. um, and probably with no, no light at the end of the tunnel, we're going to start seeing a, a change in dynamic, I think, uh, again, in here in Houston. So if you are looking for a career change, you know, maybe, and you've always wanted to kind of test yourself in sales, you know, maybe insurance sales, maybe your thing, or maybe mortgages, maybe your thing. If you like numbers, if you like, you know, like real estate, Hey, reach out to any of us pick our brain. And if, if you think it makes sense for you, Hey, then it makes sense for you. But uh, Chase, I'll let you get going, man. Hey, I appreciate it. We'll do this again in person, hopefully soon. And uh, with some drinks 
And uh, also we'll, we'll talk more about some business stuff offline too. All right, man. So I appreciate your time once again. Uh, have a great day. We'll, we'll, we'll catch you later, man. And glad we did it. Thanks for having me, Ralph. All right, man. See you, bud. All right, guys. That was a pretty cool little conversation. If you were listening or if you had the opportunity to tune in over the past 40-ish minutes, we touched on a lot of things. We touched on career changes, you know, self-evaluation, uh, things that, you know, things that you may need to be changing in your life to maybe get out of a hump or get out of a rut, if you will. Um, some things that I've learned along the way, you know, especially making a big career change from oil and gas, which is where I was doing for 12, 13 years, uh, to figuring out something that I was kind of good at or trying to figure out what my strengths were. It took time. It took time. And I'm slowly, it's like an evolving thing. I'm slowly figuring out what I'm good at and what I want to do, what kind of keeps my engine running. So uh, if you have a chance, take a look at this video, you know, uh, take a look at once I post it, you know, and you can look at the history of the video, take a look at it, click through it. Maybe there's something in there for you that, that may make sense to say, you know, what, I, I need to make these changes in my life, whether it be remove people from your daily life, maybe reevaluate your circle of friends, maybe save a little bit more money, something, right? So hopefully I will be able to provide you with a little bit of information or just maybe a different aspect of things. Cause I know that changing careers is not easy, you know, especially if you lose your job, losing your job sucks. I was one of that. I was part of that. Uh, so, piece of it was self-inflicted, but it's like, it's like going through a bad breakup. So maybe you need to take a listen to this video. Maybe you just need to see if there's some, some things you need to change to, to turn, to turn, to turn you, get you a U-turn and you know, have, have your head in the, in the opposite direction. So thank you so much for watching guys. I do appreciate your time. If you have any questions, you know where to find me, uh, shoot me a DM and we'll go over any questions you have. So with that said, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time.